0: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us for our Your Edge podcast. We are thrilled to have with us today Janice Roberts. Janice is one of our members of our board of directors, and she was recently named to Women Inc.'s 2019 Most Influential Corporate Board Directors list. So we're thrilled to have you here with us today, Janice. Thank you very much, Therese, I'm pleased to be here. Thank you. We would love to know more about you. Would you mind sharing more about your background and what have you done to make you who you are today.
1: I was born and raised in the UK and in a very small village. Actually, I come from a very country background, very, very different to where I am now as I'm based in Silicon Valley. But, um, you know, I went to university. And after university, I've always really worked primarily in the technology field. But my job of choice was in the marketing field. So that was really where I worked most of all. And then worked my way up to being a general manager and one of the key things I did, which brought me to where I am today, was that I had spun off a company from a major British company and we moved it first to Boston. And I thought, wow, this is it, you know, mm-hmm. from a technology perspective. And then we sold the company to 3Com Corporation in Silicon Valley. And so then I really decided, wow, this is it. So I, as part of the acquisition, um, I was asked to move to California and to take on the head of marketing role for 3Com Corporation, as well as integrating my company in. And uh, I did a variety of jobs there, including business development and M&A. But my goal was to be there for two years, and I think it's 28 now. And so, um, and I'm still so young. But uh, you know that that was really a key part of my journey, doing that and, and moving to the Valley. And it's been such an incredible journey there, because when I first went, there were there's no Google no eBay certainly no Twitter no Facebook and so I've seen the evolution of all of these technologies and some of the new companies that we we see as really being part of our daily lives today then after a number of years with threeCom I decided to become a venture capitalist oh, so I moved to um, work with Mayfield on Sandhill Road which is a key road in Silicon Valley where most of the venture capitalists hang out. And I did that for uh, 14 years, investing in a number of different companies, primarily focused on mobility and wireless and um, applications for productivity within companies. And I also invested in some consumer technology. And then decided that I really wanted to mix things up a little bit. And so now I do some investing with Benamu Global Ventures, which is an early stage fund. But also I'm on a number of public boards as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And you've been on Zebra's board since 2013. Yes. What compelled you to get involved with Zebra?
1: Well, I had recently joined the board of Arm, which is a semiconductor technology company at the time based in the UK. It's now part of SoftBank, but it was very focused on Mobility and the Internet of Things and then um, a recruiter reached out to me and asked me to meet with the Zebra team to discuss a board seat at Zebra. So I didn't know too much about Zebra. I knew about barcodes and I knew about Symbol because I'd been involved with Symbol at some point in the past with operating systems and I met first of all with um, our chairman Mike Smith and we had a very engaging conversation. And I thought there's more to this company. And then I met with our CEO, Anders Gustavsson, And I just found Anders so compelling mm-hmm. as a person and in terms of how he thinks about the business, his style of management. But most importantly, I felt that there was really an opportunity to build this company. And Anders had a very strong vision of where he wanted to take the company. And being in Silicon Valley, I felt I could add some value because I was there and really seeing, you know, a number of the current technologies that could be helpful to Zebra. So of course, when you join a board, you have a governance role, but it's always exciting if you feel you can add value above and beyond. So it was really, you know, about those two meetings, but in particular, the vision that Anders described to me. What excites you most about Zebra today? I would say that I always get excited about the potential of a company and I think with Zebra over the last few years the team here has really built a very strong foundation that's taken it from here to here mm-hmm. and so I really feel that it's it's really built particularly with the acquisition of you know the Motorola solutions business and other business growth that we've had the move into EI EAI. Um, I'm really a fan of intelligence at the edge because I think this is where you know the action is. But with all of the pieces and the foundation that the company has built, I feel there is so much opportunity as we see transformation in all of the verticals that Zebra
0: really serves today. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned EAI, enterprise asset intelligence. Is that a differentiator, do you think, for Zebra? Well, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But I
1: also think that We continue to need to build out the technologies that we have. There is so much happening in the various verticals in terms of transformation. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the pace is increasing. And I think we're doing all of the right things. And I think we need to keep up that momentum. So I'm very excited about it. But I absolutely do believe that there is a great deal of opportunity there. And as I said before, I really feel that Zebra has the foundation and the people actually.
0: Mm -hmm. Speaking of people, I'd love to ask your opinion on our culture, what would be three words that would describe Zebra's culture?
1: Well, like any company, I do believe the culture of Zebra is evolving. And so obviously we are looking to um, bring on more younger people. So you have to think about that today because younger people have different ideas of how a company should work and the companies that they want to work for. Mm But to me, I would say that the culture of Zebra is very important, but most of all, the integrity. To me, Zebra is a company of really strong integrity, not just in terms of financial integrity, but also in terms of how it meets its commitments and how its people operate. Mm -hmm. Also, I would say that it's very focused on transformation. And so I would say that's a key part of what is important to Zebra today. It's looking at all of these new opportunities Mm -hmm. and moving towards them, whether it's through its own innovations, through investments or through acquisition. And the other area that I feel is very important and a great attribute of Zebra and is, again, increasing with some of the new programs that we have in place here, such as Customer First, is the whole orientation to customers. So I would say Integrity, transformation, and the focus on the
0: customer. Perfect. What's the greatest lesson you've learned in your career, Janice?
1: Well, I've learned many lessons. And, I, you know, obviously, coming up through this industry as a female, you tend to think about that as well. But I would say the key lesson that I have learned is to listen, and I'm quite chatty. And so sometimes I have to pause. And so that pause can be very important. So, listening is really key. But also, given my career, adapting. So, it's very important to continue to embrace change and to adapt. And, you know, I came here from Europe to Silicon Valley. And let me tell you, managing and leading engineering teams in Europe is very different to leading them in Silicon Valley. There's a very different dynamic. You know, the engineering culture is amazingly strong in Silicon Valley, and they really do like you to explain what you're doing. They like to brainstorm. It's not a situation where you ask someone to do something and they're going to say, hey, that's great. It's like, why, how, when? And so, you know, I got myself a coach Mm -hmm. and that was really tremendous for me. So to really help me to be effective in a different culture Mm -hmm. and to adapt to that.
0: Mm, That's an amazing idea. Yeah. What other career advice would you say you have for women regardless of age or profession?
1: So I'm very excited with the changes that are being made with respect to diversity across the board. But specifically as it pertains to women, I do see lots of change and I see so much confidence in young women today way beyond the confidence that I had. And so I think that is really fantastic. You know, I have a a young daughter, and she is so different to me. And I just like to encourage that. But what I would say to women, because I get asked this a lot, there are a couple of things, actually. One is to really be good at something, so that when you're in the room, you are good at something, all the way through your career. You're not just the woman in the room, because often, It's still the case that you're one woman in a room. But um, I would also say don't take on too much. I mean, it's very hard, you know, as women, because we're often really the lead person with the family and the extended family and the birthdays and the occasions and all these things that we do. But we also tend to bring that to the workplace. So I sometimes feel in my career I've been overwhelmed because I've taken on so much. It's okay to say no. It's okay to take some time out to, you know, work out. And, you know, I think men do that, so why shouldn't we? But I would say don't take on too much because it's a natural thing for us because we do
0: believe we're invincible, you know?
1: (laughs) Maybe we are.
0: (laughs) Given that we're zebra, we like to go behind the stripes. Can you tell us a little bit about any special hobbies you might have?
1: Well, I don't know that I have special hobbies. Um, You know, I'm very much an outdoorsy person, which really fits with California, because the weather is such that you can be outside hiking, skiing, doing all the things that you like to do. And I really, really do love that. I would say that one of the things that I've always done is to be involved in some philanthropy or another. And I think that's really important because it just adds another dimension. To the things that you do. Mm-hmm. So, along the way, I've been involved with the Ronald McDonald House at Stanford, which provides accommodation to families that have critically ill children. I do work a great deal with children with special needs. I have a son myself who has an autistic disorder. So, again, that I think is a good balance mm-hmm. to the work that you do. And, you know, I think you get tremendous satisfaction from seeing and, and really helping children, whether it's on a day-to-day basis or with Special Olympics, really help them participate in their communities. And I also still have a foot in the UK. I've always kept a home in the UK mm-hmm. and um, I do help with an organization called GBX to help entrepreneurs and companies in the UK come to the US and to scale. So I've been particularly excited about some of the investments that, you know, we've made at Zebra recently. So. I do a lot of things, but I do think it's important to do something outside of the office.
0: Agreed, absolutely. How about maybe a, a role you had earlier in your career that may have fallen off your resume but really helped shape who you are today?
1: Before my career, I did lots of things that we all do, I think, sure. You know, in terms of jobs. And I would say that those jobs, whether it was picking blueberries or working in a factory made me really determined that I was going to do something else. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's on my resume, but one of the roles that I think was a very tough role for me but really helped me was selling. Mm -hmm. So I first started work, and I was a marketing communications person. much more junior than you but that that role Mm -hmm. and i was working with salespeople, and they always want more leads more marketing and so on and and they found me to be quite theoretical and i was and so they would always say to me come and do what we do and you'll see that it's different and so i did and so you know i had a company car as we did in the uk then and we had a territory because at that time you had to go out and visit people you couldn't Mm -hmm. just you know talk to them over Skype or Zoom or something and I was the only woman and it was very competitive and it was very tough and you're really working on your own and I really found it very hard but I learned so much I had great mentors in that regard you know in terms of salespeople. I learned how to compete because I couldn't work out why I was always second and then I sort of did get to work that out But really understanding customers and what you have to do to build that relationship with customers and really build a strong commercial relationship as well. So to me, and let me tell you, driving around a territory in the rain in the UK is really tough before cell phones. But anyway, that was a really tough job, Mm -hmm. but really, really helped me along the way.
0: Mm, I bet they gave you valuable insights. Totally valuable insights, yes. yes. Yes, Janice, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been wonderful speaking with you, and we've enjoyed having you on. And I'm very excited, as
1: I said, about the future for Zebra. And I really enjoy being part of this team, and it's just the best group of people.
0: Thank you very much. And thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time on our Your Edge blog.